You're listening to Girls in Glory. Girls in Glory is a podcast giving you a 360-degree view of women's sport. This podcast will bring you the stories from the best female athletes, as well as giving you access to the support staff that help these women perform at their peak. You'll also hear from the media personalities who've been championing the women's game and the administrators and key decision makers who have been kicking the women's sport movement forward. I'm your host, Holly Ferling. I'm a cricketer, a journalist, and a lover of all things women's sport. Hi everyone, we have another hack episode for you this week with Richmond forward Sabrina Frederick. If you haven't heard her story yet, go back to episode 10 and have a listen. The way she fell into footy makes you realise that there's some things in the world that are just meant to be. Also, if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, feel free to leave a review or recommend it to a friend. I've loved seeing all of your feedback over the last couple of months. Let's get into it. Well, Sabrina joins us again for a hack episode. Sabrina, thanks again for joining us. What is your number one tip for staying active during coronavirus? I think just knowing that, you know, there isn't any set guidelines. As long as you're moving, whether that be a walk or a, you know, a a home gym session or a bodyweight session or, you know, a bike ride, I think just keeping moving is is a big one even cleaning the house is is a workout in itself i think people need to realize that it's, it doesn't have to be a set thing just whatever works for you so just make sure that you're moving about and you're not spending the whole day on the couch <laughs> something i've been actually a, a little bit guilty of when it comes to footy what's your best training tip and how did you come about discovering that across your career in terms of footy, I think my my biggest tip has been just keeping a football in my hands as much as possible. Um, I think over the time of being off-season, you sort of get to that point where you might want to put the football down, but it actually doesn't help as much. I think just keeping the footy in your hands as much as possible um, and, yeah, just getting used to it in, in making it part of your lifestyle, I suppose, that's really helped me. How have you done that? Um, well, I actually have one of those one-touch footballs that are they're sort of a football that's on um, the end of a string and you strap to your chest. So even if I don't have anyone to kick to, I can just kick on my own, which I've really, really, really enjoyed. And I do that for about five, ten minutes a day, even if I don't go and kick it out with someone else. Yeah, wow. We need something like that for, for cricket. Like you've always got the balls yeah. that come back to you. But I'm sure there is something really out there. Bowling or anything. I'm sure that there'll <laughs> be something, surely. <laughs> uh, what's something that's changed the way or transformed the way that you perform? Um, I think just recovery has been a big one. Um, learning that as you get your body gets older, you need to put more uh, prehab into your body and, and recovery. I think just the stretching and making sure you're eating the right foods and you're sleeping right. Um, you know, people bang out, bang on about it all the time, but you don't always listen. I think just actually taking that in um, and realising how much of a difference it makes, uh, I think it really helps in performance. And what's your competitive mindset? Because I've always said to you, you're always so warm and loving and you're just so lovely. And then you watch Sabrina Frederick on the field (laughs) and she is an absolute beast. She is so cool. 
knocking people over like how does that transform um I mean I don't think I'm I don't think I've got like white line fever as such but I'm very competitive I've always been competitive even even with games and I think that I think like when I'm out there on the field I'm I'm there to do a job and and I do want to win and I do want to do the best that I can and I think that that it's almost like a, I suppose an alter ego comes out <laughs> and um you know takes all the frustration out on the ground and 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 just wants to you know do well so I think that that's it just comes naturally but um yeah as soon as I'm off the ground I see it as you know that's done and just go back to being me do you find then that you're able to deal with wins and losses uh, quite consistently then after the field, like you you come back to being level. Mm. Do you find that that helps you? Oh, absolutely. I think perspective is a huge part of it and realising that, you know, at the end of the day is a game. And I think that, um, you know, obviously some games are going to be affecting you a little bit more than others, like losing a grand final, you might be a little bit upset for a bit. But I think just realising at the end of the day, you know, you get to still get to play it at such a high level and you got to go out there and do that and achieve that and and then you know as the game finishes you go back to you know your life and and life goes on and i think that perspective is a huge part of of that how do you deal with nerves because as you mentioned you've you've played in a few grand finals um you've played in front of plenty of people how do you how do you deal with those jitters before the game um I think for me, I use meditation a lot and I have the last few years, the last two years I've used it a huge part because I think sometimes your brain just doesn't stop and the nerves sort of, I mean, I I get nervous, I'm human. Um, I think most people do in, in some way or another, but I think just bringing meditation into your routine, um, I, I meditate on game day specifically for quieting the mind so I'm not thinking about anything else. Um, and I think that that's helped a lot in terms of my nerves. A lot of athletes have a lot of superstitions, mm. um, but I like to focus more on routines. Yeah. What's something that you do pre-game? What, what's some of your routines um, in, in the lead up to, to a game during the week, but also just before you go out to play? Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much the same as you. I don't have any superstitions as such, but I'm also not really rigid in terms of my routine, but I do like to go for a walk first thing in the morning when I wake up um, just to, you know, see how the body is feeling as a whole. Um, I also drink a certain amount of water, which is which is normal, but I don't really, in terms of food, I'm not strict on that. Like I'm pretty free-flowing depending on how I'm feeling at the time. Um but something that I suppose is a bit more structured and some people don't, I don't think many people actually know about this other than my teammates, but I, <laughs> I change my Guernsey at half time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I actually play in two Guernseys. Uh, and that's just <laughs> a, for me, it's not a superstitious thing. It's more just a mental cue because I like feeling like the first half is done and I'm about to start another one. So I know it sounds strange, but I personally feel good in a fresh new Guernsey, especially if it was a rainy game or a muddy game or something like that, and you're just in a fresh, nice Guernsey that you get to put on at half time. Um, yeah, that's what I do. 
I actually really like that because it's kind of like you're starting, like you always talk about starting the game again mm. um, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're starting afresh and going, I've drawn the line on that half now and, and we're going to start again. Yeah, absolutely. And in that time that you're actually putting on, it's just a moment where you're not thinking about the game and I, I've really enjoyed that. It's it's small, something small, but it makes an impact on me. And what sort of tactic, tactical preparation do you do going into a game um, and how do you approach it? I guess AFL is very different to what I'm used to at cricket where we've got a lot of singular events that happen mm. and we've got control over those events and how we expect a, a batter or a team to react. Mm. How do you go through your own tactical preparation, uh, both as a team but individually, mm. to take on um, your opponents? I think vision is a huge part of that um, in the lead-up to a game normally just watching the t- team, the opposition team's vision and seeing how they play as a whole. But then normally a couple of days out from the game, I'll narrow it down to just say the forward half where I'll be playing and get familiarised with just the players that are probably going to be playing on myself or around me and probably the ones that would be affecting me. Um, and I normally just watch a little bit of vision on them and see if they do anything that's quite repetitive and something that I can actually take on in the game and say if they always roll on their left side or something like that, um, that you know you can take into the game and you're, you know, make yourself aware of. So in terms of preparation, um, yeah, vision's a huge part of that. Do you change your game dependent on who you're coming up against? Um, Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I think you kind of have to, especially now because the game's getting so fast and um, more people are at a certain level. I think maybe you could probably get away with it in the first year or so with not doing much change. But I think now you definitely have to, especially if I know I'm going on a a defender, say, that's um, a running halfback, that their their strength is uh, being good in the air but then it's going to take off. So I have to be adjusting adjusting to that. Um, And then, you know, if I'm playing against a defender whose their strength is physical strength, then obviously the way that I play is going to be quite different. So I think depending on who my opponent probably will be, um, I sort of just have in the back of my mind how I'm probably going to run out the game. And, you know, some games it might just be I might have a target on my back. I've just got to get you know, get my players away from my team so they can have an opportunity. So it's it's very different depending on who we're playing against. What's been the biggest learning um, you've had since the start of your career, whether that's on field or off field? Um, biggest learning. I mean, I've, I have learned a lot, but I think probably just, and I don't like balance. I don't like the word balance, but I like just, making sure that whatever sport you're playing is it doesn't consume your whole life. I think just that, you know, the sun comes up the next day and there is more to life. And as much as you love playing the sport, you know, you've got to put your energy in different things as well. Um, I think that for me is probably been the biggest takeout out of all of this is you've got to make sure that all of those things work in harmony, you, you know, off-field life, on-field life what your aspirations are, et cetera. And I think that's probably, yeah, the biggest thing for me. 
It definitely sounds like you've got it, that's for sure. Um, and I guess finally, what is your advice that you would give to any young footy player out there or any young athlete that's aspiring to play at the elite level? Honestly, I'd say just give it a go. Just try it. Um, I think a lot of people don't get involved with stuff because they're vulnerable and they, they don't want to, they, they fear not doing well. But my biggest take, I wouldn't even be here if I didn't jump in the deep end and try something I didn't, you know, didn't know. So for me, it's it's very much if give something a go. If you want to try it, give it a go. And if you don't, you know, don't love it or you don't, it doesn't work out, that's all good. You can try something else. But I think just not having that regret um, and just see, see where it takes you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us, Sabrina. We've really enjoyed getting to know you in the last uh, episode, but also getting to know some of your uh, tips and tricks as well. Oh, no, thanks for having me. Sabrina is a powerhouse both on and off the field, so I hope you've learned a little bit more about how she goes about her business and can take something from it. Next week, we celebrate the return of footy to our screens with NRL.com presenter Katie Brown. Katie will share her journey through the media from starting as a regional sports reporter to now working for the competition's media unit. I'll see you then.